What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. It's your boy, Cisco, as always, with your boy, Ryan. What it do? Happy Monday, sort of. Um, moving on Monday, man. Moving on up. Moving on, moving on down. Uh, it, it's sad when we come to the end of the year. There's so many finalities to it all, right? Like, no more football yeah. that matters to us. Um, no more Packers for till April, really. Well, I guess March. We'll have some free agency news. But you know what another thing that's sad about the season ending? The manager special? Yep. It's the final. You know, and it's, it, it, it's funny because I did think about that um, during the day. I was like, damn. I was like, because I was just rethinking, like rehashing it. You know what I mean? People still messaging and, and then you see him, you're seeing posts and shit. And I was just like, man, what do we get? No more manager special. You know what I mean? Like, I and I know that like, they're supposed to be shorter episodes, but we just get to talk and they end up being longer anyway. So sometimes people get, you know, two episodes a week from us. And now I'm like, man, we don't got a manager special. Like that. I love doing these. You know what I mean? Like, I do. Even if we win or lose, it's, it's fun to talk shit through. It is. I agree. And I, I do thoroughly enjoy these even, even after a loss, but I guess, you know, you hear LaFleur talk about the finality of it all and the last time this team will be together because obviously there'll be a that's, player, at least one, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's different, never, you know. That's 100%. Every team is always a, a little different. different. Next year, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, the finality, guys, guys. the finality of the manager's special is also kind of sad to us because, like, I enjoy doing these and I enjoy pointing out plays in the game. I enjoy – Ripping on someone who didn't play well. I enjoy talking shit to other fans, sort of. I mean, we don't really rip people that bad, but. No, and you know what? What I like, and I want to come out and say it before we get in, like we start talking and I forget it because that happens to me all the time. I just forget to say shit. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. And you know what I mean? And like, obviously, you know, trying to get the IG thing going and like these things, you know what I mean? Because we don't get that many listeners, right? So it's like, well, it's like we're serious because we like it. It's, we're pat. I, I should say we're passionate about it. But like we're not as serious. It's not like we got a hundred, two hundred people listening. You know what I mean? We got. We started only having like eight. Now we're in the twenties, and I just I'm really appreciative of people taking you know listening and and tuning in and you know asking questions or making comments. Like I, that's probably the the besides just being like chopping it up with you and you know what I mean taking the time to be able to actually talk with you that's like the second thing that I love most be quiet you know what I'm saying shut your ass up already no I I I like 100% agree with you the the IG is dead the IG starting to get some love and in the comments and the questions it's probably my second favorite thing about doing the manager specials <clears throat> and hopefully more people will start doing that on our regular episodes. I just got to get better about posting uh, about the topic early because the fan interaction or fan or friend or whatever, right? Um, yeah. Interaction is like fun. It makes it even more fun, right? Because like you and I or Claw when he's on or, you know, we had Drew on once. We got a, other, a couple other people that have reached out and said, yo, let me get on an episode, which we hope to do here soon. <clears throat> it's fun to have them on, but it's fun to hear other people's thoughts, whether they're bum-ass Lions fans, Kevin, <coughs> uh, or 
you know, clown ass Bears fans, t- Galetti. <laughs> um, you know, like, but it's fun because it means people are kind of listening and they're, they're, I feel like they're engaged with us, even though they're not talking with us. Yeah. Um, so I do agree with you. I have same shout out. <clears throat> Um, it gives them but let's get into it. I mean, this one's hot. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, this this is uh this is tough, man. I I've been saying this, and I said this in the group chat. Hello? I said this. Hello. You good? You hear me? Damn, bro, this is that on base uh Wi-Fi. It's not doing you too well. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> so. I want to. I, I want to say this. I'm. I'm in a hotel with real bad internet, so this episode might not be that great. Uh, if, if you if you guys lose me for a minute, Cisco will just keep talking. Hopefully, I'll pop back on. But hopefully, that's the last time that happens. Um, Could you hear me though? That's what I want. No, to I know. couldn't. Oh, you couldn't even hear me. No, but it it re- it like disconnected for like five seconds and then reconnected. So I got bad internet. I even tried to use my phone, but I got bad phone service. So we're just going to – we're going to power through it. We're going to do our best. We're going to talk about the game. We'll uh, address the comments and questions, and then we'll sign off for the final manager special of the 2023 season. That uh, that drop-off, man, that's that was like – I felt a direct reflection of how we're feeling right now <laughs> <laughs> after that loss. like That drop-off might have been intentional. I mean, it's, it's – it sucks. So, like, to go back to what I was saying before you got cut off, I've been saying it the last couple of days. I said it in the group chat. I said it on Facebook. It sucks to lose winnable games. Like, it, that it, is the shittiest part about Saturday's loss. Because we could have won. We should have won. I don't like the could have won. We should have won. Uh, I would like to point out, and you can if you want. I, I, I'm just – I'm not going to dive into the missed calls. I, I don't I don't even want to get to it because we've, we've publicly on this forum bashed other fans for complaining about calls when they missed opportunities throughout the game. And yeah, we, we had too it, many missed opportunities to even focus on. <clears throat> I mean, there, exact- it, there was kind of shitty, you know what I mean? And I felt like they're pretty egregious. And, like, the only thing – that I will say about it, I'll just get it out right now, is that, and we said this, I've said this before, I think that refs should be fined for missing egregious amounts uh, of of calls or, or making really bad calls. Um, and then also, in the playoffs, when you don't have two games on at one time, why is New York not watching the game like a fucking hawk and helping these guys and calling down say, hey, you missed an intentional grounding. You know what I mean? Something that you could say, hey, you know, maybe maybe not something like pass interference or something that's uh, subjective, you know what I mean? But, but something like that, a formation thing, an offsides. I think New York should be watching and call down on those guys. That's all I want to say about that because the Reds, yeah. players, players get fined for doing dumb shit, right? You get cut for not doing your job. And I get it. They'll say, oh, well, those refs won't get the Super Bowl or whatever. But that you got to fucking hit them where it hurts, man. You got to fucking I, take money out of the pocket. So I will say I do think that hits them where it hurts because I think they get paid extra if they're the crew that, that 
that left the Super Bowl. So it does hit them a little bit. It yeah, doesn't hit I mean, them like point, a fine. If it's, if it's happened in the playoffs, these guys, they might, that might have been their last game of the year anyway. Yeah, and, and it does hurt when you have calls that don't go your way, but this wasn't a game. If this was a game that was back and forth consistently and then a call changed the trajectory of the game, I would be open to talking about it whether or not we've talked about other fans complaining about calls in the past, right? Because we've acknowledged. Yeah. Well, my point is we've acknowledged fans concerns of other teams in the past when it changed the trajectory of the game, not when they also had extremely uh, or like large missed opportunities. And that's where we as Packer fans and as uh, cohorts of this manager special need to look ourselves in the mirror and go, yeah, there were missed calls, but at the end of the day, we lost that game. We didn't lose. Yeah. Like the refs well, didn't steal it. That's a, yeah, that is a difference too. Is because I'm we've as much as we've been talking about the game, we have never once blamed the refs for the loss. Because I mean, we had a long list of shit of opportunities and things that didn't go our way because of our performance. Um, that was just the the missed calls is just like an icing on the cake type of deal but it's not the reason it's not the reason why we lost, you know, cause it's not like it was five, six penalties, you know what I mean? There's something yeah. just like that. And it, it, was two, it, was. it was two that, uh, yeah, I don't want to fuck. I'm not, let's not even get into it, but no, and I'd, I'd like to, I mean, there are some positives to take away. We're not going to get into the season holistically for anyone listening, because at the end of the day, we're going to do a season recap and then we're going to move on to 2024. So I don't really want to get into like, we shouldn't have been there. We shouldn't have. And and honestly, the more I hear that statement, like it bothers me if I'm going to be flat out honest, like, Oh, well, we should have never even been there. Like why, you know what I mean? Like why shouldn't we have been there? Like we, we, we owned our way into the playoffs. We didn't, we weren't gifted the shit. We went no, to Dallas I, and beat them. We weren't gifted it. So, like, the statement, the, like, yeah, the better, go ahead. The better statement is we weren't expecting to be there. You know what I mean? Because, like, that – I well, some of us, right? Because, again, uh, my beginning of the season prediction, this shouldn't have surprised me. But I think as as roller coaster as the season was, we didn't expect to be there which for me makes it grateful that we made it that far. And like thinking about it, right. Silver lining, we got to put them boys out. Like that's fucking, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that resonates. And then also seeing, you know, bears fan haters like, Oh, you're on the couch with us now. Like, bro, your organization is so trash that you guys, your Super Bowl is us losing. Um, Yeah. And and that is a good feeling, right? Like, and that does, it makes me feel a little bit better about it. And at the end of the day, I just, I guess just to finish my statement, it's like, I hate that saying, like, we weren't supposed to be there. Cause then it sounds as though, like, we as a team didn't own our way into the playoffs and own that win in Dallas. And you know what I'm saying? It has yeah. like a negative connotation to it. Like, it's, per- it's I, perspective, I, though, because if you think about it, yeah, but the pers- play- it's, a, it's a loser's perspective. I'm gonna, no, but I'm going to play the devil's advocate like you like to play. Like that could just be a way that people are making themselves feel better about like we weren't supposed to be there, but we got there and that's something to be proud of. So I guess it's it's really about the perspective of how you say that. But I feel you most people, it's a negative thing. Like we weren't supposed to be there, but 
when I say we weren't supposed to be there, like, it's like, hey, you know what I mean? We got something to be proud of. We got something to look forward to. We got what I think now, even though, yeah, he made a big mistake at the end of the game, we got another franchise quarterback, man. That's one less thing. Like, the biggest thing that every organization has to worry about, we don't have to worry about that for a little bit again. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I am convinced, and I don't want to get too deep into it like we, we mentioned earlier, but, like, I am happy with his development. I am happy with us moving forward. And you got to be excited about the potential of this offense with how young it is, and, and we're going to lose some guys that we need to lose, like a DeGora and things like that, because, in my opinion, he was taking a roster spot that a Tyler Davis – Wait, I don't think – yeah, and, and if Tyler Davis doesn't get hurt, I don't know if DeGuire even makes the team. I don't know if he's on the field. I I think we might keep him um, because we did choose DeGuire over Henry Pearson. I just don't know if he plays much. Yeah. So uh, I say all that to say at the end of the day, and I hate – I kind of hate this rhetoric too, and we talked a lot about it in the group chat, but I have to say it like – the San Francisco 49ers did not beat the Green Bay Packers on Saturday. No. They, like, didn't, they didn't earn that win. They, it's, it sounds like a – I don't want to say they didn't earn say, it because but... they, they did because they made plays when they needed to. That's true. That's but, true. like, take the, that, take the dropped interception for Savage and, and make it an interception, right? It might change the trajectory of that game because now Purdy's in his head and, and things like that. And, like – well, just neither interception. Even Campbell's would have been in the end zone. There'd been a touchback that ends that drive for them with no points. So that Campbell's, goes... I thought, was against the Cowboys. Keyshawn, no, Keyshawn dropped was one it... against him, oh, but it wasn't okay. in the end zone. Yeah, you you got the games mixed up. Not a big deal, but you just have a mixed. Um, but still, Keyshawn dropped you're one. You're right. You're right. You're right. There was one that went through the hands of Valentine. And so, like, defensively, we just had so many missed opportunities. And then offensively, I still think we played really well. You know, Jordan Love calms down a little bit and hits Tucker Craft on that crossing route. I don't think he gets the first down, or it might have been Luke Musgrave. But it doesn't result in an interception that ultimately results in a touchdown for them. And then if he hits the next drive, he hits Aaron Jones on the crossing route. That is a first down. Yeah. Right. It's third and four, and he throws it behind him because of a miscommunication. He thought he was going to sit down on it, and, and Jones kept running, which I've watched that replay multiple times. And again, I'm a believer in Jordan Love, but I don't know if I believe him in that interview. Like, why would he have ever sat down on that? <laughs> like, yeah. His, literally, his route was a crosser. Like, I'm not sure why you thought he was going to sit down on that. But again, the game's moving fast, and he just made a, he made it, and he owned both throws, which I respect. You know, he said, that's on me. But, I mean, some guys just didn't show up. And, and at the end of the day, like, we need the Christian Watsons. We need the – I don't know if Dontavian Wicks even had a catch. And, 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 again, I think my X factor for the game right now for the Packers offense, and it's hindsight, and, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is Zach Tom going out. I, yeah, I, I, I explain. I said that to who did I just who did I tell that to? I was talking to somebody and I was like, you know, Zach Tom goes. Oh, my uncle Frankie, my uncle Frankie, um, sent me a message on Instagram, and I mentioned that, and I he said, you know, there was just a lot going on. You know, it was it was a multiple, you know, a multitude of things, but 
that Zach Tom going out changed the way the offense looked. And as much as I would have said the X factor on offense would have been Aaron Jones carrying the team, I think Zach Tom going out was far more important because of the outcome of the game and how the offense yeah. looked after that. And I, I, I'll sit here and say it. Joe Barry's defense didn't play that bad. He gave up 24 points. I mean, they gave up 24 points to one of the highest scoring teams in the NFL. That's not bad at all. We, especially if you take in a, into account the interceptions that we could have made. Um, I know in, in the group chat, I kind of was talking down on Jair, but not because he was playing badly because we needed a play from him. But here's the thing about a cornerback. If the opposing quarterback is not going to throw the ball your way because he's fucking scared of you, you can't make a play. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Jair just didn't have any opportunities. Um, but the guy who, who I'm probably the most disappointed in on the defense, it has to be Rashawn Gary. And, and here's the thing. I understand Rashawn Gary affects the game in multiple ways, but he's making a hundred million dollars, right? Yeah. We just got signed to a massive contract in the last eight weeks. He's accounted for a half a sack total. I understand that teams are going to shade his way. He's a, he's a game wrecker, but when the, when you need a play, he's got to be the guy. And I do think he still is growing up and growing into the role that we need him to be. But we really needed him on Saturday to make a play. And yeah. he just was non-existent. And he wasn't going against the all-pro left tackle, Hall of Fame left tackle. He was going against the right tackle, who is... Which was their weak spot, supposedly. And I'll give him this. Almost every play they brought a tight end or a running back to, to chip him. Well, there was a lot of plays, man, where we were half a second too late. You know what I mean? And I know that sounds like very nitpicky. But half a second is a long time in the NFL if you think about it. But the, I just felt like there was so many times where we're just ha half a second away, half a second away from getting that from getting that sack or, you know, a strip sack or knocking the ball out of his hand, whatever. Like, I just felt like we just – we. We didn't get the pressure that I was expecting that we would get. And I know, like, um, did somebody get hurt? I don't know if they ended up coming back. I know Wyatt had went down, but. He came just, back. Yeah, you, you just didn't. I don't know, man. And, it, and we looked like a, I'm not trying to give Joe Barry any kind of fucking uh, excuse or whatever. But our guys look slow. Campbell looks slow. Even Quaid looks slow. And I know that's. You know what I mean? It's probably not true. It's just the eye test. But people just look so slow. Like, the fuck, man? We need to get – where's our, we need to get some athletes out there. You know I liked I mean? how McDuffie looked again, though. I did. And, you know, I was very surprised with Enigbari not playing that your boy didn't get a shot. Did, I, at least not to I didn't like knowledge. that. He was inactive. You know, but we these are the things – that I feel like th these are the things that I got on coach bud with the bucks about, right? Not yeah. changing up rotations, not instilling some young guy to maybe but, but, dude, we're seeing, you see this in the playoffs all the time, all the fucking time. It's a guarantee. Every uh, one of the teams in the playoffs, maybe just on one, might be just one guy, but I guarantee it happens every year in the playoffs. Some guy that's 
maybe no name or, you know, kind of unknown, proves himself, and they'd be like, oh, wow, we, we got a player here. I would have liked him to get a shot because at the end of the day, we didn't have anyone to spell the three outside guys, and I don't know who they activated instead, but I would have liked him to get a shot. He's super – he's wildly talented, right? Like, th- that's always been his thing. Like, oh, he's so talented, but he has personal issues, right? Yeah. I, it's the playoffs. He's been on the practice squad, or he's been on the active roster all year. He's been inactive, which means he's been acting right, right? Like, otherwise, you wouldn't keep him on the team. Yeah, for sure. So, like, give the kid a shot when Enigbari goes down. Put Enigbari on IR, number one. Like, when the fu- why the fuck did that never happen? I, I don't – maybe it ended up happening Saturday and we when we brought that guy up. But, like, the day you found out he tore his ACL, his ass should have been on IR. Yeah. Or but maybe they- you don't have to do that in the playoffs. Maybe the playoff rosters are set and you can't change until the NFC championship game. I'd have to look into it. But yeah, that could have been it. That's something I didn't think about. I know baseball's like that. But at the end of the day, this game well, was no, because oh, whatever. Yeah, you might be right because I was say Detroit just signed Zach Ertz, but this is that, that this is the NFC Championship game for them. Yeah. So I think that I know the NFC Championship. You can bring players off of IR. So maybe the first two rounds you can't. I don't know for sure. I don't have enough. Uh, energy to look it up to be honest but i don't like the fact that they left Brenton cox as as inactive um i don't really understand it but i just think you gotta you gotta instill some magic man you know maybe somebody makes a big play that you're not expecting to make a big play and you know that that's what championship runs are defined by that like when you see when you watch those you know oh the 2002 uh you know championship super bowl game you you see that they're made of those moments you know what i mean i mean i'm sure on the packers we had moments like that you know what i mean like yeah 100 even in the, the super chance. bowl frank I, zombo I, making a play you know what i'm saying like yeah we had 16 people on ir that year trust me people that were not supposed to be in at the end of the year we're in, in. yeah so like um, I, I just i just you know I, it's oh boy made it me. Especially to see how slow we are, um, back. You know what I mean. I, Campbell's a, g- a good player, good dude, but he looks slow. And I'm like, man, you 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 gotta be you gotta be fast. And we still held our own, right? It's not like we got blown out. No, and again, we, I I truly believe we lost that game. And I'm not, and that's not me saying for anyone listening that the 49ers didn't make plays and go win the game, but they didn't. I think there's a very distinct difference between the 49ers won the game and the 49ers beat us. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think they beat us. I know they won the game. Like, yes, they went and won the game, but they didn't like the media made it seem like, you know, we shouldn't have been there. And then after the game, it was like, Oh, the 49ers beat the Packers. And it was like, well, missed field goals, missed interceptions. Oh, for three in the first half in the red zone. Like, we left so much out on the field that that isn't the narrative because it's not the narrative that anybody wants. And that's fine, but I'm going to say it. We left 21 points. Well, technically we left 15 points on the board. Cause we, I mean, historically we were 19 of, at a, at, a certain, at a moment we were 20 of 21 in goal to goal situations in the season. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah. We they went over, and then we were we were over three. Then we went over three. Like, 
if you're using statistics and things like that, we left 15 points on the board in the first half. Miss field goal, that's 18 points. Like, there's just so many things you can point at at this game and go, fuck. This, this one hurts just – this one hurts the same amount as 2014 against the Seahawks for me. And With I say that – because, because of how everything just went wrong? Yeah, because how everything went wrong. Like we went into the fourth quarter with a lead, with the ball. Well, they, I think they scored right after. They kicked a field goal like the first play after the first quarter. So we we went into the fourth, I think, with a seven-point lead, but it really was a four-point lead because the clock just happened to end. But still, you're up. And then <sighs> it just – this one stings because we played well enough to beat the number one seed at their house. And we could have got the 49er monkey off our back. Uh, I told him, I don't know if I told him I'd do it. I don't even know if he listens, but shout out to Big Dano. Dan, the man. He's a 49ers fan. He's a good one. Didn't rub it in. Uh, We talked after the game. Good dude. Uh, But, like, Dan, you guys didn't beat us, bro. And he even said something to the effect of, like, you guys should have won that game. Which, that's respect, right? Like, yeah he recognized that they were on the ropes and they just happened to throw the last blow, which that's what championship caliber teams do. And that's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm still proud of how we fought, even though the outcome wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I mean, like you said, two dropped interceptions, one for sure was a pick six um, missed field goal. Um, but a lot of, for me, I mean, the defense missing tackles, right. Not getting pressure. Um, I want to, like, I think the, the thing that I want to bring up and I bring it up because it was my X factor and why I thought the Packers would win. And it ended up being the X factor into why we lost in, in my opinion. Um, and that was Matt LaFleur's coaching. I don't think that he did the best job he I don't think he adjusted, you know what I mean? And I get it, Zach Tom going out, that's big, and then Yash comes in, and you know what I mean? It's just not the same, but, like, adjust to that. And I also I felt like we kind of went away from Aaron Jones a little bit. Like, the, I felt like that. Maybe that's just me. Like, I know he had a great game statistically, but there was times I'm like, where is he, you know? And maybe he was banged up, I don't know. But uh, my thing was – one on that fourth down play, that was such a horrible spot they gave us that it would have been worth challenging that spot and giving – yeah, I know it would have gave their defense the opportunity to regroup and make it going for a fourth down a, a lot harder. But with a young team that we have, when you got a young team and the spot was – I thought Aaron Jones was almost there, and then all, all of a sudden it looked like we were a yard and a half short. Um and then you go for it with that kind of play, which we tried one time, and the you know what I mean. The offense wasn't even on the same page. Love was <laughs> diving through an offensive line that wasn't even moving yet. My man was electric sliding through the offensive line. So with with, with all that and taking that into consideration, I'm cool with going for it on fourth down, but I think I would have challenged that spot, and then got closer, and then had a better chance of. Also, regrouping your team again, young team. These 
plays are plays that veteran teams put in place, right? Like, hey, if this happens, you fucking line up right away. We're gonna do this. When you got a young team, is you know what I mean? There's a lot more. The margin of error is a lot is a lot bigger, right? Or the possibility of error is a lot bigger. So I think you know you you take that. I'm like, man, I don't know. You know, you think about it. Should we have taken the points, right? I mean, I guess hindsight, our kicker missed a field goal. He might have missed that one too. But um, yeah, hindsight's but, also we lost by three. So. Yeah, you know. But so. also, I, I want to comment on your – I, I want to comment a, l- a little on your uh, your point that you just made about that third and fourth down. In hindsight, I don't dislike the fact that we went for it. I don't. Even knowing today that we didn't get it, I still like the aggressiveness. Yeah. Two things I didn't like. One of them coincides exactly with what you just said. Challenge that third down play. Give your offense a chance to regroup give your offense a chance to come back to the sideline and talk. Love does not run those quarterback sneaks. Well, he doesn't get low enough. Yeah. It's not it's a his... teaching moment. Like he, he needs to get low and under the center to just like, like what Brock Purdy was doing, you know, but knowing that, and you should know that as the head coach, his strength is that quick out. Like the, the play that, Musgrave or Kraft, I don't remember which one, scored the touchdown on, right? Yeah. Love throws one of the best three to five yard out routes in the NFL. Do a play action and just hit a dude. You know, I'd rather see that than this stupid quarterback sneak that I don't know if Jordan Love's got little chicken legs and he can't push, but like. Well, we we also didn't, I don't think we had didn't seem like guys were behind him really pushing either. I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a weird play to run in that situation with a young team. You know what I mean? It's, it's just doesn't seem like the Eagles. It makes sense. They run that fucking play all the time. It's a regular play for them. Yeah. And I, I'd like to see if they keep running it after Jason Kelsey retires. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. So I, So, I think those, those things, you know what I mean? I, the offense, the offense faltering in, in the second half is, to me, it's not just the the players, it's the coaching. You know what I mean? I what agree. Doing? Because the defensive coordinators, what is their job? To make adjustments at halftime. Hey, what are we doing that we need to change, you know? And obviously, they changed it, and then it kind of forced Love into his bad tendencies, right? Which is what a young a young quarterback is going to do more, more than likely. And it just, you know what I mean? We, we kind of, we lost that. Yeah. And I'll say here's the, the, the two biggest instances of the game for me was that sequence we just talked about. Cause you put seven up there, you go into halftime with a lead and really probably momentum. Right. Yeah. And then the other one for me is the inability to, to stay aggressive and go get points when Aaron Jones has the 58 yard run. Right. Like that, to me, that sequence of events was probably the biggest one, in my opinion, because you you're relying on a first year starting quarterback with all young individuals on the road in the playoffs. Shitty weather to go down and make a play with a minute 12 left and to co-sign what you said about LaFleur coaching. LaFleur's coaching has been really good for a good amount of the second half of the season. And I thought Saturday he went back to some of his bad tendencies. Poor timeouts, 
poor challenge, like decision-making bad play. Well, he had some good play calls, but then he kind of went back to some questionable play calls and then just the overall game management. Um, I don't understand why we didn't call like maybe Jordan love doesn't feel pressured to throw that ball across the middle. If there's a minute 14, 15 seconds left, as opposed to 40. Yeah. You know, if, if, if he uses one of those first two timeouts before they score the touchdown, we're getting the ball back with a minute 30 left. And I don't know. I, I, I just, maybe he does make that play because he was just trying to make a play. But at the end of the day, like, it sucks to have been in the position to win the game. And then not win it. And you... We shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Again, it's it's, the, when you, when you talk about the playoffs and you look at all the games around, um, it's all about opportunities, right? The Tampa Bay was hanging with the lions until Baker started throwing interceptions. You know, if, if a lions player drops an interception, ah, maybe that game is different. You know what I mean? And, and so you look at you, that that's, you look at the Browns game, Flacco was throwing interceptions. That's how Houston was able to, you know what I mean, take take that game and win. And and you just look all around and that's what it's about. You know, the Chiefs took yeah. their opportunities yesterday. Yep. You know, the Bills it's, it's about capitalizing it's about capitalizing on the opportunities you're given in the playoffs. If you don't, the game's too fickle, you know? It, it's, it's it's you'll find a way to lose if you don't take advantage of the opportunities you have and, and, and hats off to this team, man, they fought, they fought their asses off. Um, but at the end of the day, they left too many plays on the field and that's got to be a teaching and learning moment moving forward, which gives me promise for this team because I don't see being a bunch of guys that pack it in. Right. Yeah. But let's get to some of the questions and comments and then let's, uh, yeah. Well, and I think this this question kind of goes off of what we were just talking about uh, from Elliot. He said, why does it seem we consistently fail to score in the fourth quarter? And I think that that's that's coaching. Yeah, I think it's coaching and then poor execution. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, you got to hold players accountable. Um, And I think when with the 49ers game specifically, Love started, you know what I mean, making wrong reads and missing throws. And obviously the pressure was a lot different when Zach Tom was out. So, um, you know, maybe he felt rushed and he started forcing things like he like he kind of was doing, you know, throughout the season. But I really think the majority of it is going to be on coaching because, in, at least in my opinion, every defensive coordinator, every head coach on the opposite side of that field at halftime is getting together with their guys and saying, hey, they're asking their players, hey, what are you guys seeing? You know, what what are you seeing that we could – and then they go and say, okay, if this is what they're doing, we're going to change this up. You know, oh, they're, they're thinking this look is, man, we're going to start doing zone and, and maybe trick them or bring this blitz. That's what they're doing at halftime. And so if we come out and look stagnant, because we did we did everything that, that we say we need to do to win. Yeah. We started fast. Yep. Maybe not. Maybe you know we left points out on the field, but we still started fast. We're driving the ball, and Aaron Jones was running. Yep. It was had big plays. So we did everything we needed to do that has been giving us wins this year. But 
in the second half, it wasn't the same. And that's that's just not that's not responding to the other team's adjustments. I, and, and again, yeah, Cisco, I don't think I'm not a fucking coach. Yeah. I'm not a coach. I never coach. I never, I never played. You know what I mean? But that's just what logically makes sense to me. Yeah, and Cisco, I don't think I mean we've hit it we've hit it very thoroughly on this episode. Like we didn't lose that like we didn't lose that game because they outplayed us or they out physically you know they were more physical than us. We lost that game because we had a lack of execution in crunch time and possibly some, you know, poor play calling and poor coaching. So it, it, it sucks because when that is the reality, you know, you left one on the table. Yeah. But we'll and, jump to this. Uh, what? Wait, no, I, I, I want to, there's a second part of that oh, question. Yeah. And I want to ask it because maybe you're, you maybe know this more than I do. Um, so the, because we're talking about coaching, right, we're talking about Matt LaFleur. Yep. And this part of the Elliot's question is, what are we going to do with the kicker? Now, I had – and I know Matt actually was the first one to talk about this. And I kind of – you know, hindsight, obviously, but looking back, why why didn't we maybe sign a kicker to the practice squad? Is That that, that would have been something Matt LaFleur could have could, – right? I know – Right, he doesn't necessarily make the moves per se. Maybe Goody has to make them. I don't know that kind of shit, but that's Matt LaFleur's call, right? Like, hey, maybe we should get a kid yeah. here on this practice squad. Yeah, I I like to think it'd be Matt and Rich Basaccia as one as the assist, uh, assistant head coach, but also as the special teams coach. I know Rich Basaccia and Anders Carlson go way back. Well, yeah, to his, he knows his brother. He coached his brother, and and uh, you know he he kind of revamped Daniel Carlson Carlson's career when he got to Oakland. So, I I'll say this: the kicker had a shaky year. I'm not going to say he didn't, but I don't know if you wait. And and I don't. It, how do I say this? If we would have wasted, because it, it it is a little bit of a waste. But if we would have you, I'll just say used. If we used a roster spot on the on another kicker and then that kicker doesn't kick or that kicker kicks and misses I don't know if there was ever a winning I don't know I, I, I'm torn on it because say we do bring Mason Crosby back and he misses that kick we're probably sitting here going you should have you should have let the rookie kick it why wouldn't you let the rookie get you know uh, playoff experience and things like that it, it's just so hard because do you feel like it's a no-win situation it is a no-win situation but if you bring mason crosby back and he drills it now have you literally do you have to go draft a kicker next year because you've put this kicker in a position where he just never will gain the confidence back well and i, I said this in the group chat and i feel like when you look at the draft every position you're okay with having to, to develop, right? Yeah. You draft a receiver, you don't, you know, you want him to be good right away, but if he ends up being good and it takes him two years, you're happy with it. But I feel like a punter or kicker, these guys, when you draft them, you need them to be good right away. You Do we have time to wait to see if this guy, like, what does he have, half a season? If he if he's kicks shitty for the, the next season, half the season, you – got to move on from him, right? I mean, a season and a half of inconsistency is too much. You, your kicker, you need your kicker. 
Yeah, I think you don't ever really realize how much you need your kicker till he sucks. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't I don't really know if I'd put that one on Matt LaFleur or Goody. I mean, I get it. But at the end of the day, uh, if this is the guy, your assistant head coach and your special teams coordinator and one of the best special teams coaches in the league, and that's just not my feeling. That is the feeling around the league, right? Says this is the guy I want. I, I know he's going to be a good kicker. You almost got to go with him. Was it the right draft pick? I don't even know if that's the case. Um, I think we could have got that guy afterwards. But... Probably, but we also yeah. could have got Sean Clifford way later too. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to knock Goody's draft this past year because we would not be in the position we were in if he didn't fucking hit a home run. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't like the fact yeah. that we left it up to it. I, I'll put it this way. I feel very similar to the, the kicker situation as I feel to the reps, if I'm going to be honest. We, like we should have scored touchdowns. Yeah, we put yeah. this young kicker in a position to lose the game or to cost us the game or to put us in a position to lose the game because our offense was unable to capitalize on the opportunities. Yeah, We should well, have never put – you, you even go back to, hey, if we don't go for it on fourth down and kick a field goal and he makes it, is his confidence different when he comes out there to kick that other kick? Or then you don't – you know what I mean? And then that – who knows? You know, who knows? I, I just thought it was a curious thing to talk about because I felt after thinking about it, I'm like, shit, when you draft a kicker, like you need that kicker to be good. Like you, you don't really have time. Hey, this guy's going to be good in three years. Like motherfucker, we need to win. We need to win games now. Who are we? The bears? We don't, we want to win now. We don't want to win in 28 years. Yeah. And <laughs> Uh, 28 that's nice I was was never gonna win but speaking of coaching uh Kevin shout out congratulations to your Lions although those there's some bums too but shout out congratulations enjoy your win uh your question on or your comment on Instagram was the coach lost the game they should have ran the clock earlier throwing three times giving them the go-ahead touchdown was not smart I think we beat up Matt LaFleur uh quite a bit on this episode I think we both were a little disappointed in his overall game management, play calling, maybe personnel. Um, so I, I think we've kind of answered it. Um, I'm not going to elaborate on it. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think you put the ball in Jordan Love's hands and hope that he makes a play. But, um, so I'm not. I, I think again, I'm just going to say we've we've shit on Matt enough this. Not Bearclaw, Matt, but uh, Matt Lafleur. Enough this part, uh, this episode to for me to say I'm just gonna move to the next comment. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kevin, man. The Lions, you know, I I hope they win, man. Because I, I I hate San Francisco. I hate that we always lose to them, and I don't want to see them. Plus, I want to. I want this conspiracy post that's been going around social media to be wrong. Because if it's right, I'll be really pissed that we had to lose. Um, you know, I love me a good conspiracy. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, just got to be better next year, you know. I mean, that that's what you got to hope. You got to – Joe Barry, uh, disappointing news today. This whole time I've been thinking his contract's up. He's He's got to get re-signed if we want him. This motherfucker's on a contract for one more year. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do because we did underperform on defense, whether we made the playoffs or not. But I'm, and, and we'll talk about that for the season recap. 
Yeah. And we'll probably have an answer before that. Well, we, we should have an answer before the draft. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I didn't see Matt's closing press conference. That was either today or maybe it's later this week. No, it was today. It was, um, I think it was today. He, 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 they said he was pretty mum on coaching. Which last year he was, he immediately said he's my defensive coordinator. So maybe that's a sign that he's having second thoughts. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. They, they talked about Christian Watson's hamstring. I did. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we have some one other one that you brought up. Oh, shout out to Tim Galetti about how the Packers develop and something about a quarterback again. I think his no, question no, that was, was oh Matt, Matt Strasner. Oh, that was Strass. Yeah. He said, yeah. How so how do we we get it, franchise quarterback for the last thirty years like it's a pack of damn cheese curds from Culver's? <laughs> first off, that's a great comment. It, it, it's amazing. Um, it's easy. Look at the, I mean, it's not easy. That's not what I'm going to say, but the, the way we do it, it, it's known, right? We draft a guy when we don't need to draft a guy and we fucking develop him behind uh, a talented player, right? We, yeah. we sit him down, we watch him, we go based off of raw talent instead of maybe impact immediately. And we let them develop. And that's, that's essentially the way the Packers do it. And, and, that's the only. I mean, look, I mean, you gotta you gotta give it up to luck though, because the draft it, it was, is a gamble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the biggest gamble there is. It is luck, but to answer the question, right? Because, I mean, the, the answer for me isn't just purely luck. There is some that is the Green Bay way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're gonna draft someone early, and we're gonna give it to them three, four years after, and if they have the ability, then they have it, and it just so happens that. The last two times, yes, we've gotten lucky. I mean, I'd rather be lucky than unlucky because, I mean. Then we the Bears. Yeah, I mean, and, like, not just to keep shitting on them, but, or even, I mean, at least the Lions are turning it around, right? But you look at those two organizations and say, how many top picks do you have to have before you realize that it's the organization? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, you, you, if you consistently are having top picks at some point, you should be a, a, a competitive team at least for like two, three years at, at the very least, right? Like you got all this top, these top picks and that it's, it's, it's just crazy to me. You know what I mean? And we can go back again, receipts. I'm pretty, pretty, I'm like 98% sure when we covered that draft that I was like, I get it. I get the pick. I wasn't even mad at it. And not that I knew he would be this good, but I just felt figured they got to know something we don't, right? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not even gonna sit here in front. I was very upset about it because I thought the championship window was wide open. But looking back in hindsight, if we don't know what the future holds, but I'll say I am positive about the future, and the future looks bright. So, in hindsight, it was one of Goody's best picks, right? Like. Today, now, if he comes out and turns into a not a very great player, we can revisit that and go, well, I guess that was a flash in the pan, but I don't think it was a flash in the pan. <coughs> no, yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I don't think so. I, I, I think that there's there's a lot there um, to be to be happy about, to be hopeful about. Um, you know, I, I just. It just sucks that we lost. 
you know it I does mean? It, the finality <laughs> of it all is it, just it's like we lost the season is over for us um the manager special is over but you know what i mean like i don't know it's just like oh man and i felt like football just started yesterday you know but i guess like we're not going to sit here and reflect on the season we're going to do that uh at a later time but just in terms of looking back like you know it was fun man we we got bear claw on here we had andrew we had his kids on here um we got live perspective from me being going to three games this year um you know the the people interacting with us towards the end um and even though kevin ellis is a lions fan he's been interacting with us a whole lot half more than half of it trolling but man it's fun it makes it a little bit not you know that it's not fun now but it makes it a lot like a lot more enjoyable than it already has been and so that sucks, and I'm like, damn, this is it. Like, what what the fuck are we going to – not that we don't have things to talk about, but we don't have that consistent that, you know, we love the Packers, right? You can't talk about the Bucks like this because, one, the schedule, they might have two games a week. They might have four. Uh, baseball is not really our thing. Um, Plus know, they play and, 250 million yeah, games a year. Yeah, they're playing a ton of fucking games, and um, there's just there's something different about Packers season and uh, – it sucks that we lost, and it sucks that we we lost the game. You know what I mean? We 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 gave it up. We had it. We could have won. Yeah, that there was a missed intentional grounding that eventually led to a touchdown. Yeah, there was offsides that they could have called. It would have gave us the first down. Don't even but go down that road, man. You're going down. We dropped a pick six. We dropped another interception. Love threw two interceptions. You know. We got Zach Tom got hurt. We missed the field goal. You know, we went for it on the fourth down and just just everything that not everything, but most you know, it was a snowball effect. Everything that started going everything on. Everything that and, can it's uh Murphy's law, man. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. It's just one of those things like at the end of the day, like we it's super unfortunate that we played well enough to win the game and we didn't take advantage of the situations we had. And, yeah. and you hope that with the team that, you know, the youngest team to ever win a playoff game, we're probably going to get rid of some of the age, right? Like Bakhtiari might not be back. Campbell yeah. might not be back. Savage might not be back. Mitch like those dudes are be back, you know? So there's a good chance that we even get younger. Um, and but we have now guys that have this uh, this experience of they going got the into taste. yeah they, they got, got the it and and, and I like pissed. I like the I, I like the comments so pissed I like the comments I saw afterwards so I like where we're going I like that this team is looks like the trajectory is up but now we have to capitalize on the opportunities we have moving forward and we can't have these same mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'm, I'm actually like looking forward to the off season. Cause I feel like there's going to be a good amount of moving around for our team. We got good amount of draft picks this year. Um, you know, so I, I think that that's going to be interesting. Um, it just, again, to know. And that's why when people say like, Oh, we weren't supposed to be there. Like I'm super proud of, of how the team did and, I know we talk about it like they're our fucking family or our buddies, but like 
I, that's my that's my, that's our team. You know what I mean? Uh, when you're a fan like that, you know you you love your team. I mean, Kevin Ellis has been a Lions fan, and I'm gonna keep calling him out. And they've been shitty. You know what I mean? And now they're good. And you stick with your team. And and when you do, when you're that kind of fan, like like this means something different to you. And um, I'm super proud of them. I thought you know I, you would have asked me halfway through the season. There's no I would have. I would have put money that we wouldn't make the playoffs. Uh, so, you know, it was cool. And it was nice to have it. It was nice. It, we talk about this all the time. Fans of these other fucking bullshit organizations can talk all the shit they want. But if you get one more game in the season, just one more fucking game, that's one more game than, like, 20 other teams, right? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that fucking game means something. That's another week of football for your team, right? That's just another week of being hype, like, I'll take that. I'll gladly take that. I would, if somebody said, hey, your team will never win a Super Bowl in the next 30 years, but you'll make the playoffs every year, or I'll take that in a heartbeat over being bums and winning four games and then hoping we hit on these top 10 draft picks. Like, I'd rather be in the playoffs. I'd rather see my team be competitive because at least you got that. You know what I mean? Like, I know I just went on this long-ass rant, but yeah, that was a pretty good rant. I pre- I appreciate it, and I approve of it. That's a full one for Delhi approved rant to close the 2023 season. But I'd like to close this manager special with a uh, first off, thank you because you're the fucking person that makes this thing go. Uh, manager specials, the full one for Delhi, all this probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you, and I enjoyed doing it. But I want to shoot another little shout out to the Claw. Bearclaw for for coming on when he can, but also he just happened to remind us while we're recording that his X Factor was spot on. Uh, he called it special teams. It kept us in the game, and then it completely lost us the game. Mm. Well, uh, not completely, but it had a very big part in us in losing us the game. So Claw had to give you the shout out for the spot on. I wish your uh, X Factor would have went in our favor more, but. Uh, Looking forward to having you on the pod moving forward. But with that, yeah. I'm going to close my uh, my perspectives on the 2023 Green Bay Packers season. Well, 2023 4-on-4 Delhi Managers specials because yeah. we still have a Yeah, closing. man. I mean, until next year for the manager special, obviously we're going to do a few more in between uh, Packers stuff. But we got other stuff. We got the Bucks. Um, we also have things that we want to do, you know, the, uh, you know, is cheating is th- like yeah, that cheating, we, the sports cheating episode. Yeah. We have, we have definite things we're going to bring. We're going to talk. It's not going to all be about a specific team or a specific sport. We got some exciting stuff moving for 2024. Well, we can, and we can, you know what I mean? I want to continue, you know, this is championship weekend. You know what I mean? Oh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna do that a and then do the Super yeah. Bowl because I think uh, I think that that has been a cool thing to do. Um, yeah, that, we're gonna... you know, we it's nice to try to get you know fans of other teams and um, you know again when you're trying to get more people to listen, you gotta you gotta have you gotta talk about more than just the Packers. But this sports world always gives us something, man. We'll have shit to talk about. It just sucks because the manager special is like. That's just I don't know. It's it's become a part of of football season uh, for us. This is our second year doing the manager special, so which is kind of crazy to think about. 
um, the, how long we've been doing just the podcast in general, but yeah, but uh, yeah, man, it was fun. It was a fun season. Definitely. It, as always, it's go pack go. Uh, I did see the first, did you see the first coaching uh, move in the NFL has been made? The Titans hired a coach. I did see that the somebody's offensive coordinator. The Bengals, yeah, Bengals, yeah. Brian Callahan. Um, so that's interesting. I, I guess they're was... still waiting to see where Harbaugh and Belichick are going to end up. I still think uh, Belichick's going to Atlanta. So, well, I feel like it's either him or Har- Harbaugh there, and then whoever doesn't go there is going to go to the Chargers. It's probably it's a good thought because I don't. I mean, I don't see where else. Where else? I mean, the Raiders. Well, I guess technically the Raiders made the first move. They kept Pierce, so I guess I was. Which is so far the best. Like that's that that's a that is an amazing move. I'm just I'm a huge fan of that move, and I know yeah. you are too. Yeah. Well, but, when, you, when your players speak out, you gotta. You know what I mean? You can't ignore them twice. But um, very true. All right, bro. Well. But yeah, it was a pleasure. Always. Everybody, thanks for listening. Hopefully you guys tune into our other stuff we got coming. But, uh, yeah, man, take it easy, bro. Another season in the books. Another season in the books. As always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, man. Peace. Peace.